You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I want to share on uh, what I tie to the wait is over. The wait is what? Over. Uh, and uh, by uh, opening scripture, I want us to go to the book of John chapter number 5. Let's read from verse 1. John chapter 5. From verse 1, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped into, uh, stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When he saw Jesus, when, uh, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured? It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the, the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have, see, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Great passage of scripture. Can you imagine somebody going through this kind of challenge? I mean, one year is already too much. But he's been there for so long. Coming every day with expectation and anticipation. Wishing that today will just be my day of visitation. Every day, uh, and, and as the person comes there, then he sees another person going, healed, delivered released of the oppression, and then every day he came there because he would have stopped coming if he never had expectation. However, there are times in our lives that we have expectations and they are still not met. And we keep thinking that the next one may be the one, the next one may be the one. In the book of John, chapter number four, just a chapter before this, we read the account of a woman who was married to five husbands and then she did first one, got divorced, second one got divorced, third, fourth, and fifth. So she hid the number of grace and then discovered marriage is not for me. Men are all the same. So she decided to 
to cohabit with number six. And she, the man said, are you not going to marry me? She said, no, I've tried you men. You all come from the same grandmother. And so she decided, I'm not going to do it this time around. So certain times in our lives, if we don't know what to do, how to position ourselves to break the circle, we will keep going through the same, the same problem. One generation passing one problem to the other, and we keep repeating and keep reliving the old life that our parents lived. In the book of Chronicles, we read the account of Jabez. Jabez was an honorable person, but his mother's experience followed him to adulthood. And he was a man that had honor, but he could not exhibit honor because of the experience of the mother. The mother kept telling him, I brought you in pain, and so nothing good is going to come out of you. And do you know people that are in pain cause pain? People that are hurt hurt others. And so many of us are going through things in our lives that is not really us that birthed it, but situations or circumstances or our background, the environment has birthed it. And instead of we separating ourselves from the environment, we allow the environment to become our living condition. But you can say enough is enough. I'm not going to keep waiting for the by and by that one day maybe things are going to change. Things don't change until we change them. South Africa, Africa today, we are free from colonialism. We are free from oppression, not because people were just singing the Kumbaya song and, and, and dancing and, and do, ooh, ooh. They had to have a fight. They, somebody had to take a stand and say, so we draw the line and it's going to end here. That's why we can all be together. The people that are light-skinned, dark-skinned, previously, it wasn't like that. Somebody had to say, I am tired of the wait. I am going to make today become my day of God's visitation. Family, Satan is not going to sit down and watch you receive and enjoy your heritage. He's going to fight. But the Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number 11, verse number 12, it says from the days of John the Baptist until when? Now. The kingdom of heaven suffers what? Violent. And the violent take it by what? Somebody shout, by force. So see, you can't be a crying sissy. You can't be a believer and be a wimp. Satan, what have you done? Why, why leave me Satan? Can't you see other people in the bay? No, why not you? The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter number 16, from verse 15, and you go to, up to about 17, but verse 17 says, this sign uh, uh, shall do what? Shall do what? In my name, they shall do what? Be struggling with demons? Combating with demons? Having conversation with demons? The first sign that is to follow somebody that will receive Jesus here tonight, or if you're watching the replay, whatever time it is in your time zone where you are, the first sign that is to follow every child of God is the ability to get the devil out of the way so that you can step into your inheritance and enjoy the blessings that God has for you. I hear people talking about generational curses. I belong to a different generation. If you're a child of God, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's own peculiar people called forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
you belong to the kingdom of light. And the devil represents darkness. You're not going to wait. When, when would God get the devil off my back? When would the, God get the devil off my back? God has already defeated the devil. Jesus said in the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 10, verse number 17. He said, therefore the 70 returned with joy, not battered, not bruised, not bleeding, not dragging, but they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us even in the Sunday school, the kids were saying, the demons were subject to us through your name. Jesus said, don't rejoice over that. That's not a big testimony. He said, the big testimony that you got your name in my book. The fact that our names are written in the book of life, we've been given authority. He said, behold, I give unto you authority, power, dunamis, to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over every work of the devil. If you got any message for the devil, don't look up, look down and stamp the message down because it's under your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not waiting to overcome. We have already overcome because our big brother Jesus already overcame. We are not waiting for healing. The Jesus said, we are told that beloved, I wish, I pray, I desire that you prosper and be in what? Health. The purpose, perfect plan of God is not healing. Healing was put there as part of the atonement just in case something goes wrong. But the ultimate plan of God is divine health. If people that were stiff naked, can you turn this way? Turn that way. You are not an Israeli. Israelites were stiff naked. They couldn't turn left couldn't tell if they were in the army and they're told, told left turn, <laughs> right turn. That's how the Israelites were. But you and I can turn left, we can turn right because we are not stiff naked. Yet, because of the covenant, they were in the wilderness, not one of them was feeble. They were living in Egypt, they were grannies, they were grandpas. There were pregnant women that were about to deliver the next day. But every woman, even though pregnant, but she was going, going like Brittany and jumping and dancing and singing. Because there is a divine grace that comes upon every child of God to overcome every life challenge, every arrow that the devil brings up against you. So we don't sit and wait, Lord, when will your time come? Your time is already here. Don't wait for God to get the devil off your back. You get up and tell the devil, lose your hold over my children. Lose your hold over my marriage. Lose your hold over my business. Lose your hold over my health. Whatever God does, the Bible says, the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and he added no sorrow. Wow. I've stopped waiting. I remember... When COVID was ravaging the whole earth, I had friends that died, pastors, bishops, and I had to take a stand, like Pastor had to take a stand, Pastor Jenny had to take a stand, Apostle had to take a stand, you stand, sitting here, you had to take a stand. Not because we are better than those that are dead, but however, even in war, somebody stays alive to tell the story of victory. So just because there is a pandemic, because there is, you know, the Bible says in the end time, 
perilous times shall come does not mean you should go through the peril and become a casualty. You can't just sit down there and say, wait, what will come will come, let it come. No, the Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. You have to fight the fight of faith. The book of Jude, say, verse 20 says, contend for the faith that has been given to you. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down, to the pulling down, to the pulling down of every stronghold. I remember standing in front of the church and I said to the people, under the anointing, I said, God sent me to give life and not death. I said, we are supposed to be in church and not in the cemetery. The fact that people are all dying does not mean there's a death tag on you. Fight the fight of faith. Corona may come. You may sneeze. You may lose your sense of taste. You may lose your sense of, uh, of smell. But don't allow that to bring fear. For Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So you take a stand for your health in defense of your spiritual heritage. We're not going to bow like the rest of the world. We're not going to cave in. We're not going to have our heads under the sun and say the times are hard. No, the Bible says darkness shall cover the earth but gross, and gross darkness the people. But God is going to shine upon you. I see a light upon you. There is a spotlight over you. I say there is a spotlight over you. It doesn't matter what the devil is doing. As for gathering, they shall gather. But anyone that gathers against you and is not sent by God, you have the right to expel them. I remember looking and telling our people, I said, don't die because I'm not going to bury you. You have to bury yourself. And I said, not one member not one, and we have many branches in different parts of the nation, including Angola, part of Kenya. I announced to the people, I said, if you die, pastor will not bury you, you have to bury yourself. You will see people fighting. They are having the oxygen tank, but they are fighting. They say, I'm not going to die because pastor will not bury me. That's true. I shall not die but live. They are struggling to breathe. Suddenly, the breath of God, the resurrection anointing comes upon them. And I can tell you to the glory of God, not one. Even those that were old, they got COVID. They got out of it. Why? Because we took a stand, we refused to bow and say, well, you know, people say, you know, you know, G -G Jesus didn't die for COVID, it's just other diseases. Whatever you condone, you empower. So refuse to accept that the economy is down. I'm waiting for when the breakthrough will come. There's breakthrough right here. In the book of Luke chapter number 5, verse 1 to verse 8, the situation that Peter found himself in, he's doing, putting in his best, nothing came out of it. And instead of saying, well, I'm just going to forget. Let me go home. 
in the by and by, one day I'm going to catch fish. But then when he had an encounter with Jesus, after allowing Jesus to use his boat, Jesus told him, cast at the right side. He said, I've done this. I don't know what's happened. But he said, at your word, you've got a word. Declare the word into that situation. Same river, same boat, same nest. That because there's a word of God, what happened? All the fishes started going towards his own net. In the book of First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to about verse 8, we read the account of David coming back to Ziglag and the, uh, all the women taken uh, and the children taken, the place burnt with fire, and the people were all angry, sad, crying and weeping. So they said, David, it's your fault. You took us to war and we let our families and see what has happened. So David inquired of the Lord, what should I do in this situation? He wasn't saying, Lord, come and do it. Oh, Lord, bring back our children. I don't want to die. The Lord told him, he asked, should I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover all? Yes. God said yes to all. So God is waiting for you while you are waiting on God. The wait is over. Jesus already defeated the devil and he gave you victory. Victory over sickness. Victory over disease. Victory over poverty. Victory over rejection. And anything that represents the works of the devil. Refuse to bow. Take your destiny in your hand. The destiny of your children. Get them out of those funny relationships. Out of those places that where they are on drugs. And you get them back. You take a stand concerning your family. And say, I'm not going to let the devil have the, the, the last say concerning me or anyone that has to do with me. In 1955, people like Rosa Parks in Montgomery, Alabama. She had to take a stand. For people of her color, they always had to sit at the back of the bus. And the insanity of human beings, how do you think that sitting at one part of the bus makes you better than the other? But that was how it was just for segregation. A woman got up. She came into the bus and sat right in front next to the driver. And they told her, people of your color are not supposed to sit here. She said, I pay the same fare. I decide what seat I sit. And you know where there's a head-on collision? Who dies, the one behind or the one in front first? Who dies first? The one behind, if it's a head-on. Who gets the impact? Who suffers the impact more? The one in front. But people can be so spooky that they don't know it's unsafe to sit in front but they think, I'm a big dude when I sit in front. So she got up and said, from today, I decide where I sit. And that changed the narrative. From that day, because she stopped waiting for the system to change. Are you waiting for a, a, an all-white political party? Are you waiting for an all-colored political party? Are you waiting for a mixed political party? We, our help does not come from them. It comes from above. We decide what happens whatever we It doesn't matter who is in the state house. It doesn't matter who is in parliament. We can decide the fate of our nations. 
we stop waiting. It's time to arise and shine. Hit your neighbor, high five and say, stop waiting. God has been waiting for you. Stop waiting. Tell your neighbor, stop waiting. It's time. Arise. Step forward. Take hold of your heritage. Do I can I have an amen in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing comes easy. So don't sit at ease. Do nothing and you will receive nothing. Life is not fair. So don't fear taking a stand. The world system is designed to stop us. We must fight for our heritage. Stretch your rod, Moses was told. The moment he stretched it, there was a parting of the Red Sea. God has done whatever he needed to have done. He has provided for our needs. We have to take a stand and possess what he has already paid through the blood of Jesus to give to us. He has paid for everything that we need. The four lepers asked, why sit here and die? They refused and they got out, stepped out, and they brought prosperity because they took us. They didn't wait. They were tired of the wait. What you don't resist will persist. If you are not prepared to help yourself, don't expect help. You are responsible for getting the devil back off your back. Not your pastor, not your cell leader, not the prayer team. Quit whining and complaining and take responsibility. Do nothing or nothing will be done. You are responsible for your peace. You are responsible for living free from sin. Deal with habits or habits will deal with you. Negative attitude. Say bye-bye to it. If not, it will be the, the thing that may end up, end, you, end your destiny. Push or hurt. If you're a pregnant woman and you get into the maternity, it's not the kind, what music you play that matters. It's not the nagging that matters. Accusing the nurse or accusing your husband it does not do it. That time, what would the nurse say? Push. Now, and they don't say it nicely. So that time, you can't expect Mr. Nice to talk or Mrs. Nice voice. You want to deliver destiny, and the simple language, the simple word is what? Push. You may cry. There may be pain. The nerves may all be showing. But then it's not just a matter of few minutes, the baby will be out. The cry of, of, of joy, the cry of destiny has been birthed will suddenly come forth. So in life, we must learn to what? Push. Tell your neighbor, push. The woman with the issue of blood, what did she have to do? She pushed away. She had suffered many things. She could have used that as her past resume, as her past experience, and say, I've tried this before. The doctors are all the same. They promise I go for consultation. They eat my money, and nothing happens. But then what did she do? She came in the press and pushed her way, and she left that day a healed woman, delivered woman. Why? Because she did what? She pushed. Just one more minute, and I'm done. So you must push. If not, you will remain on the same spot. If you don't spot the treasure ahead of you and push for it, you will be under pressure to give up in life. The faster you push, the earlier you reach your goal. What is for today? Don't push it till tomorrow. 
People like Martin Luther took a stand, Kwame Nkrumah, Nelson Mandela, Sam Nujoma, and all the others. They had to what? Push. Today we are enjoying the benefit of their push. Know what is yours. Identify it and go after it. Command a return of everything that belongs to you. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Resist the devil and he will... That's it. Thank you. Don't be afraid to fight back. Speak the word. You may not be as loud as I am or my Africans brothers and sisters, but it, it's not about this, the, the, the loudness of your voice. You can say, if you are calm and gentle, Satan, get away in the name of Jesus. It's enough. Uh, uh, Satan, some people say it with such energy and sweat, and yet there's no faith. Faith is not in the voice volume. Faith is in the state of the heart. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to fight back. Speak the word in every situation. Act in line with the word. Don't think that God is keeping anything from you. It is time to recover all. Pursue and take what is yours because the wait is over. God bless you.